Hey everyone, welcome to the Revive West Des Moines podcast. I'm Jamie Richards, the Young Adult Minister at Hope West Des Moines. What you are about to hear is the live recording from Revive West Des Moines this past week. We hope you can connect with God and the good life that God has for you through what you hear in this message. Check it. Hey. This is dope. This is dope. Can we give it up one more time for Jacob and the worship team? I don't know about you, but I felt the presence of God and his breath literally Mm -hmm. moving through me and you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. This is picking up really good. (laughs) I like it. I'm used to the, the headset. But, um... When I was worshiping, I thought about what Jacob said about the, the young group mm. of believers that are coming together. You know, that's what attracted him to revive. So Jamie and your team, great job. Because I do believe that sharing God's love, it's really just being the true expression of who you really are mm. and giving that away. Like when you think about it, like that yearning that you have inside yourself, that's a real thing. And I want you to really let that thing out. Mm. There's, no, there's no accident why you're here. I don't know if it's anybody's first time in the house, but I don't believe it's any accident. I do believe that you're here for a purpose and for a reason. And maybe you're looking for a community. Maybe you're looking to be to become the the best version of yourself, and you need a good you know good people around you. You know my my man Will Tune. <laughs> We've been friends for three years now. Four. Three strong years. <laughs> three four years, but three strong. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but for real, and that. it's made all the difference. Facts in my oh, life, gosh. and so. People, get, uh, get a good group of friends around you because you can't become who you're supposed to be without them. Facts. The thing that kept pouring over my mind, and I think that a lot of us as young adults deal with, is that we carry the things from our childhood mm. into our adulthood and right. they start living themselves out because we actually get the opportunity now to make choices for ourselves. Right. And so, so much of other people's um, invalidating of us. They have invalidated us by their lack of love. Mm. And so we feel like we have no love to give right. or that we have nothing to give. When in all reality, Jesus created you just the way you are because no one else in this world will ever be, has ever been, or is going to be you. Mm. You're the only you we ever get. Yeah. And praise God for that. Yeah. Because that means you have a special part of your story with a special love that Christ has given you Mm. that you can give to others. No matter what other people have done to you, no matter what they've said to you, no matter how they've tried to define love for you, love is yours to freely give out of the abundance of God's love for you. We talked about it at VBS this week. If any of you, I I know we got a squad of people from VBS to eternity and beyond. Um, My voice is pretty much gone uh, because I've been doing it too. Um, But we talked about how big God's love is. Mm. It's so big that we can't even keep it to ourselves. 
And some of us are scared because we want to keep it to ourselves because we're not sure how other people will think mm -hmm. or what they'll think about us telling them about right. God's love or about even the love we have for them because, well, <laughs> do they even want to know? Do they even see me for who I really am? Mm. What is that love? What does that look like? It's so much bigger than us, and it's something that we can't keep to ourselves. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And for us young folks that are in our 20s trying to figure it out, we're starting to date, we're going on. You know, we're trying to figure out this life the right way. And so I have to say it just because I'm in the same age group. I'm 30. How many 30-year-olds in here? Jeez, okay, I'm getting old. How many 25-year-olds are there in here? 25-year-olds in here? 25, 25. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, but one thing I have to say is, like, receive the forgiveness that God is trying to give you. Oh, yes. Because until you fully accept that, you won't be able to understand the weight of that love. Like, it took me many years to get over myself, mm. to really look in the mirror and own, own the fact that I'm not perfect, mm. but there is a God that is. And as long as I thought I was perfect, I was never gonna be able to receive whatever he had for me. And so maybe that's you, you're in a spot where you, you're mad because of how you grew up, or maybe you're upset because of some things that happen relationally. This could be with your, uh, your companion or this could be with a friend. But the world needs you. Like there's a reason why that, that radicalness inside you is coming out. But trust me, don't use that as a way to run away from your pain. Use this moment to actually get forgiveness so that pain can be healed and then you can step out in true power. And then anything that you give, there's no strings attached to it. That's the free love that God wants you to have. And so, Facts. I mean, hope so. are you guys picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. Because yeah. that's very important that you get that. If you're not 30 and you're in your 22, 23, 24 year old age, figure it out now. Mm. Because there's some people that are 60, 70 that still hasn't figured that out. And I'm not saying that you're, you're not experiencing God's love because you are, because you are here. It's your right? Like we sing it. And so we already know that that love is there, but it's important that you can experience the fullness of that love. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you won't be able to experience the fullness of that love until you recognize that love is not about reciprocation. Right. So mm. much of our culture tells you that you have to keep a scorecard on everybody in your life. Mm. Now, please hear me say, I am the biggest advocate of this in the past couple years of my life, and I've gotten some of the best relationships because I finally put up boundaries in my life. Mm. Boundaries are good. Yes. But the unconditional love of God can still move even within boundaries. Mm. When you love other people, when you show his compassion, his mercy, his grace, his love for others, and you do not expect a thing back, not even a thank you, not even a shout out on Instagram for this person took me out to coffee or we went and got avocado toast. 
I don't know how y'all keep doing that. Like, y'all spending so much money on <laughs> avocado toast. You could get a... Th- I'm not going to go into it. Um, but... <laughs> Now I made myself sound old, but that's all right. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. You do not need reciprocation to express the love of God and how radical and how freeing that can be. And when someone recognizes that you're not waiting, you're not waiting on them to show you attention or to give you praise and you keep keep it moving, but you showed love and you keep it moving, they're going to be like, okay, what's up with them? Mm-hmm. What do they got going on? Why are they so free? Mm. Why are they not chained by the scorecard that they got in their back pocket anymore? Why are they living free, not having that weight on themselves anymore? Because mm. here's the thing. God never told you and never expressed that you got to keep a tally on everybody else's life in your life. Right. He's asking you to recognize who you are. Because what does it say? Love your neighbor as your so if you hate yourself, mm. how are you loving your neighbor? It's okay. I'm not, it's not like a, like a question. It can be, I mean, if you want, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but ask yourself that question because it's the real questions that you ask yourself when you're looking in the mirror. Mm. Mm. It's okay to, you know, a lot of us put up the front when we get out in public. That was yeah. me for many years, and that's okay if it's you. But who you really are is usually expressed in, in secrecy, mm. behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And for somebody that needs to hear it, because I know that some people in here do, yeah, God loves you. Mm. Yep, his love is for you too, no matter what you've done yesterday or this morning, no matter the secrets that you have from three years ago, five years ago, newlywed, been married for a few years or not, whatever it is, I just want to let you know that God sees you, he hears you, and he still loves you. And don't, and hear me say this, don't talk yourself out of believing that. Because there was a point in your life when you did believe it. And then something happened, a lot of times it's when we make the mistake, and we don't feel worthy enough of that love. So then we stop giving it out. And then we make up excuses for ourselves that puts us in a hole. And then we're crying out for help silently. Hear me say this, what I'm about to say next. But those things can sometimes lead to mental health and struggling and depression. That's why I always say, find a few people that are for you. Because you deserve to be able to experience God's love. You do. And it's gonna take you being brave. It's gonna take you being bold. And it may take you confessing things. But I'm telling you, there's no better freedom in the world than to be able to look forward with no regret knowing that there's somebody that loves you more than your parents or more than your husband or your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. That's the type of love that uh, really changed not only your life, but the ones around you. And so, yeah, I mean, I can go all day on love. 
Wait, yeah, we could get, like. I mean, we can yeah. go all day. We I could mean, have a slumber party. I mean, y'all already here, so. I mean, we can. <laughs> yeah, receive that though. Receive that. Seriously, we're not saying that it's not hard. Yeah, but these conversations will make it easier. Facts, yeah. and that's the thing. Yeah. is actually having the conversations because the enemy's, the enemy's two biggest powers mm. that he has on so many of us is shame and isolation. Yes. When you are in shame and when you feel isolated, and now please hear me, those in the room who are introverts, I'm not saying you got to get out there and go every single night and you got to be in the throngs of people and you just got to be doing that. What I'm saying is that when we are so trapped inside ourselves, mm and our shame, and carrying the guilt of the past, and carrying all of that ourselves. Because maybe you're like me, I have to uh, (laughs) self-work on all the mistakes I've made, and like bring pain to myself internally, emotionally, before I can give it to God and say, yeah, sorry about that. Please forgive me on that. It's like, no, I've done my work to make myself feel guilty about that. Now I can give it to you. When Jesus went up mm. to that cross, he took every single burden, every single pain, every single scar, every single sin mm. with him. He didn't forget some and leave them behind. He took every single one of those, your past, your present, and your plenty in your future. And he took yeah. that all to the cross yeah. and he left it there. Yeah. And then he rose again, a nude, refreshed, living in freedom because he wanted to give you that example Because when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are a new creation. Not because we are perfect, not because we instantly have it all together and it's like, oh, yay, Jesus, everything's good in my life. It's a process, but it's a way. Because here's the thing. So many of us are carrying those burdens for so long Mm -hmm. and we're not able to share the good news. Mm. The good news of Jesus Christ that sets every single person free where every tribe, every tongue, and every nation will bow down and confess that Jesus is Lord. Our past, mm. our preconceived notions of ourselves and others mm. are keeping us from sharing the good news. Mm. So when we lay those down at the cross, we are truly able to have the freedom to share God's love with other people. That's powerful. Yeah. That's a power that other people in your ni- life need. Mm. They need it. They're thirsty. Mm. They're dying for it. I think one of the greatest examples of VBS that I get every single year is the absolute childlike faith of these kids. They don't care. They're like, hey, do you want to come with me to VBS and check out what's going on? It's a big party. No, I don't want to. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you want to check this out? You do? Awesome. So, so pumped. See you tomorrow night. Right. And they bring their friends. That is not me saying, bring all your friends to church every week. But what I am saying is... You should is, do that, too. You though. should. Like, yeah. you could. Like, I'm not... Yeah. We are the church, you know? Like, um, we can get into that another time. But what I am saying is that the faith of a child has the unrelenting freedom to tell their friends, I think this is dope, and I want you to be a part of it and not miss it. Yeah. And so many of us have so many doubtful thoughts telling us, well, what if they say this? What if they don't include me at the lunch table anymore? What if they start gossiping about me in the cubicles? What what if they start talking about me in the group messages that I'm no longer a part of? What's going to happen? Mm. 
Children aren't thinking about that. But we have put that burden on ourselves. Let that go. Mm. Your burden is not what everybody else thinks of you. It's to remind yourself of what God thinks of you. And that's that he loves you. Yeah. Exactly what you're saying. There's a, you guys know who Todd White is, right? I don't know if you guys yeah. know him, but he said, I can't afford to have a thought less than what heaven thinks of me. Like, that's the attitude you have to have. Because even though your parents were the vehicle that got you into this world, you were, you were made in heaven. It's that the Bible says that he knew you, created you before the foundations of the earth. So every day is just a revelation of what God wants you to discover tomorrow. Like, it's not like, it's, it's a surprise to you, but he already knew that you were going to run into it. Like, and he got rid of temples, Jewish temples. And he said, you know what? I'm going to create people. You know why? Everybody's like, everybody says why. Say why. Because he wanted to live inside you. Now, we, now he has a human temple to live in. Now, when I started to wrap my mind around that, everything got easier for me. Like when I, what would, what would your life look like if you actually believe what God thought about you? Like if you just took a week, a week and just said, you know what, if that's what the Bible says, and you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to give it a try. And if God is who he says he is, he'll show up. Well, that happened to me in 2016. I was thinking I had bad thoughts. Wasn't happy with who I was. And I said, you know what? I might as well give him a try. And just, you know, I figure, you know, I mean, I claim I believe in you, so I might as well at least try. And once I did, it was like a light switch just went off. Mm. And ever since that day, my life has been different. And so there are friends around you and family members around you that are waiting for you to say yes to him so they can be transformed. See, when we don't make it just about ourselves, like you think Jesus got on the cross because he was thinking about himself? <laughs> oh, I'm perfect king, was already in the garden with Adam and Eve. They don't even know that though. But it was me with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but they don't know that though. I don't need to do this. I can just go back to heaven, see. But he loved you enough to, he thought about us first. It says the joy before the cross. He's seen the cross. It was like, if I get to that bad boy right there, billions of people would get to know who I am or have a chance to go into the kingdom. So in order to be able to walk this thing out and to share God's love, it's going to take you thinking of yourself less and thinking of other people more. How many people need what you have? How many people need a gift, that, that purpose, that, that dream that you have? How many people need to be inspired by that? Because all those gifts that you have, God has placed inside you. Not for you to sit at the house and be, and be, mad, that, uh, be mad about somebody else's gift, Facts. but for you to actually use the gift that he's given you to glorify him. Facts. That's a way that you can share God's love. Use your gifts. Jacob. You singing, man. Your voice is on, an man. angelic. 
already I mean, known this, but man. right. Yeah, I mean, people are painters, and you know, some people are good at video games. I don't mean it. Use your gift, because in the Bible it says your gift will make room for you. Like a lot of the problems, oh yes, a lot of the problems that we run into in our life is because we won't just embrace the gifts that we have. It doesn't, you don't have to have a million dollars. You don't. You don't have to have the nice house and the nice car. I know that's what the world sells you. But the most important thing that you could do while you're here is figure out why you're here. Then once you figure out why you're here and the purpose of that, you know what you're going to do next? Give that gift away. That's why it's called a gift. It's not for you. And once you move yourself out the way, start giving your gift away, you'll start to see people's lives transformed. And all you did was just be obedient to the fact that, hey, like this is all I have. All you have is all you need. Literally. Like, it's not, well, when I get, because man, I, be, I ain't gonna lie, I live there sometimes too. Maybe when I get this, this, and this, then I'll start doing that. And God was like, well, then we're gonna sit back here and we just gonna chill. But it's when you start to give away what you have, that mustard seed is what actually produces abundance. Facts. And the last thing I want to say, mm. um, it's really easy to yeah. give out of the abundance of your heart to people who love you mm-hmm. and care about you. Come on. But it's much harder to bring someone who is your quote-unquote enemy someone you don't like Mm. and bring them to the campfire too. Come on. Yeah. It's hard enough. I know sometimes to invite our friends to these things or to invite our friends into what God has for them. But even Jesus said, loving those who love you, you're not doing anything better than those of sinners. Mm -hmm. People who don't live by my truth, who don't live by my freedom, but loving your enemy Now that's showing that you live in my freedom. Yeah. That means people who don't think like you, mm. who don't talk like you, Come on. who don't live like you, who don't look like you, whatever that might be. Because here's the truth about it. They're not your enemy. They're also a child of God. Yeah. They just don't know that they have a home too. <laughs> we got a lot of orphans in this world. Yeah. A lot of orphans who've been hurt by a home that they were at before. And a lot of us haven't seen the full story of that. We haven't seen the full picture of that. We haven't seen the full painting of that. But some of us need to be challenged tonight that we know there's somebody in our life that we've pushed away. And we need to be the ones to step out in radical love and say... I'm going to love you. Please hear me say again, boundaries are good. I am not. Please hear me say, and I'm adamant about this because I know a lot of people and my whole family has dealt with this multiple times and I'm standing up because I'm really passionate about it. I am not saying that, oh, well, he told me to love him. So this very abusive, toxic person in my life who absolutely wrecked me, who hurt me, Physically, emotionally, whatever it might be, I apologize. I did not give a trigger warning. My bad. I'm not saying you fall right back into that trap and be there for them 24-7. What I am saying, however, 
is that maybe God is finally calling you to forgive them so you can move on with your life. And for some of us, we are still held and bound by everybody else's pain and hurt that they've put in our lives that we're not able to love well by saying, I am free of that. So now I can live free to love other people well. And I can live free, not living in bitterness towards you anymore. And it's a road and it takes time. And please hear me say I'm the biggest advocate for therapy. I'm the biggest advocate for any kind of mental health help that you need. Because it's going to point you back to God. So when I say a radical love towards your enemies, please know I am not advocating for that kind of danger. But sometimes it is dangerous to step out and say, you know what? I do need to love those people who are of a different political party than me. (sighs) Trust me, that's a big one for me. (laughs) Um, We can talk about that later. But uh, if you know me, you know. But or someone who just doesn't agree with you. We live in a culture that, oh, if you don't agree with me, you don't love me. No. Love is bigger than that. Love is greater than that. And that's what I want to leave you with. Every single one of us, I guarantee, have people in our lives that we have dubbed as quote-unquote enemies or people that we will no longer give any sort of time, prayer, or love to. But God's calling us to do that, to welcome them to the campfire. Mm -hmm. For them to experience the warmth of Jesus' love. To experience a light that they have not seen in a long time when they've been living in the darkness. To experience community. A community that can help them. And be there for them as well. Let the love of God be radical and let it be more than yourself. Let's pray. That was powerful. Dear Lord, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your love. Um, can you throw a little keys in the back or a little chords in the back real quick too, Jake? <laughs> you know, just to end this campfire off. Um, yeah. The Holy Spirit... Um, We invite you, you've been here, but we invite you into the hearts of those Mm. that have been so distant Um, these last few years or maybe it's the last few months. Maybe it's the last few weeks. I pray that they would be able to start uh, to get a fresh fire inside them. Yeah. Where they can become trailblazers the trailblazers that you designed them to be, uh, where they would start to have a, a new flame, a flame that is bright enough to not only shine the light in the world, but even in their home. Mm-hmm. It's not easy being young, trying to walk this thing out, but you say give our burdens to you because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And so, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that today that this message was able to just touch at least one person 
one person, Lord, because it's that one seed that can produce a multiple abundance of fruits where other people can start to pick off the tree and taste and see that you are good. And so I pray, Lord, that that you would speak to their souls, Father. That they would not only become followers, but just even be disciples, Lord. That they would be disciplined in their walk and that they would know that they are valued, that they would know that they are loved, that they would know that there's a spot for them and that you have not counted them out, you've counted them in. And that every mistake and every bad thing and every good thing, it was all part of the equation. I pray, Lord, that they will go to you to get the answers. That you would continue to renew the minds of the ones that have been hurt, that you will continue to bring restoration to the the hearts that have been broken, that you would continue to rebuild, uh, yes, rebuild uh, the houses that have crumbled because they were built on sand. You are the rock. That's what your word says. I pray, Lord, that you would send them home, that they would um, turn on a, a beautiful playlist, a playlist that doesn't only speak to their their current situation, but a song that will speak to their future. You are a good God, full of love that you give so freely. You are a great God that sent your son Jesus to, to die on a cross for our sins. You are the difference. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what you want us to have. So thank you for this um, environment. Thank you for Jamie. Thank you for the production team. Thank you for the guitars, the singing, the beautiful voices, the, the melodies, the sounds of heaven. Thank you for allowing heaven to touch us today. May we never forget this day, these conversations. May they go back home and have new vision and reach out to people and ask for forgiveness or maybe forgive other people, maybe go back home and just give them a fresh set of eyes, Father, to see what you are doing in their lives. Yeah. Rebuild your church. We are your church. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of this grand plan that you have on this earth. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. Revive West Des Moines happens every Thursday night at Hope in West Des Moines, and we'd love to connect with you on social media. So find us and let us know where you're listening from. And whenever you're in town, we would love to have you come to Revive and join us live. Peace out, Scouts.